Hello, my name's Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Squad Podcast, and as always, I'm joined by Matty T. How are we? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for asking. So, Matthew, tonight uh, it was a very eventful night at Ibrox. Rangers ruined 0-0 with Villarreal, a massive point for Rangers. Uh, what did you make of the game? I thought it was a tremendous performance from Rangers in the second half. Uh, definitely, obviously. <clears throat> going down to 10 men uh, just before half-time was not ideal, far from it, from a, a very powerful Villarreal side to it, albeit having been great form, but still, they're such a danger. And the second half, we dug in deeper, Every man worked hard. Okay, there was a few mistakes here and there. McGregor, though, what a performance by the big Oh, McGregor was unbelievable. Man of match tonight. Villarreal would have battered us tonight, mate, if it wasn't for Alan McGregor. He was tremendous. The best keeper in Scotland, hands down. Honestly, unbelievable. Honestly, he... Obviously, I know he's been down in England, but he, with those performances, he could easily play in England's top level just now, based on those performances. 100%, easily. Honestly, it's and that's not a stupid statement to make. There's um, no ifs, really, buts about it. Al McGregor would easily, he can easily play in the Premier League, hands down. Definitely, he's obviously done it before. He got realised well on that. Um, but go back, go back to the game. He, he made two great saves in the first half. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the second one especially. He got his hands so high. The thing is, when he made his saves, he got it away from danger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, just watch we defended well. Uh, Villarreal, they make clear-cut chances, they're a good enough side to do that, mm-hmm. um, and McGregor kept us in it. Um, I thought I thought Waddle and Flanagan were very shaky, if I'm being Yeah, honest. honestly, mate, I would have took off Flanagan at half-time. Flanagan was a bomb scare waiting to happen, in my opinion, and you know I'm not a big fan of Andy Halley, I always say it right, but I would have took off Flanagan, mate, and brought in uh, Andy Halley. I really would have, because Flanagan, he's playing with really low confidence right now and Andy Haldy's got a bit of confidence about him right now Gerald's brought the best out in him so I was thinking why not throw in, a, uh, throw in uh, Andy Haldy we're down to 10 men and Andy Haldy can sit back and play his role well so I was surprised that Gerald never took Flanagan off at half time and there was no communication between Flanagan and Warrow whatsoever. And remember, uh, in the first half, where Flanagan gave the ball away right to the Villarreal player, and they ran through. And thank God for Alan McGregor saving us yet again. I know there's no communication there. It's just I don't know what it is. Um, I think Macaulay probably Goldson right now. I, like I was surprised yeah. he dropped McCauley I really was because McCauley had a really solid game against Livingston right? we'll talk about the game later on but he had a solid game against him so I was thinking I would give McCauley a shot but I think Gerald had cold feet with that and he I, he brought back uh, Warrow so yeah, I was quite surprised at that one yeah I just think it's based basically McCauley obviously his age now he's probably I think he'll play on Sunday against Hearts so I think Gerard's thinking is maybe he can't play two games in a week based on his age and that and his legs so he'd probably save them for the Hearts game I think um, but if he's fit enough you would have started them but I just think that's down to that so I'd have put Katic in there um, Wait, what's going on with Katic um, what's actually going on with him just now I don't understand well because remember in the Motherwell game he got hauled off uh, he got hauled off at half time against Motherwell um, it was a bold move from Gerard, right and Cattage was at fault for us conceding the goal but what do you think actually happened to him now it's, maybe know, he is young one. though but it's a weird one because like he didn't actually mention Cattage right but after the game Gerard was getting interviewed a bit of Jaria saying oh um, why did he not play today it's because he turned up late for training and it was it was in the subs and like no Gerard was like no if he got dropped he wouldn't have been in the eighteen 
Yeah. Yes, who was it in eighteen? Yeah. Katic. So he's been dropped for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's his attitude or whatever. I don't know. He's still a young player. I don't know, but it's a weird one. Obviously, the start of the season, Golson and Katic were our two best defenders. Then Warrell came in and just it's kind of went all up in the air. Yeah. Um, I know you're like obviously critical of Warrell tonight. Uh, first half he was a bit shaky, but second half he really did up his game. Uh, so he did a lot. of The players did. Um, first half we were really panicky. I thought we uh-huh. were really nervous. We just looked very uncomfortable. I felt as though the occasion got to some of the players tonight. Um, but second half though, my God, we played so much better. Uh, like the 10 men it's simple as we really did uh, that's when that really woke up the players it really shook them like okay here we go we need to really galvanise now and we really need to regroup because we're down to 10 men right they're going to come at us all guns blazing and we defended so well in the second half and going like obviously we'll talk about the red card mistaken identity yet again mate this is the second time this is happening in this like Honestly, I, I couldn't believe it. it. Never in a million years was that sitting yellow. He didn't even do anything wrong. It was Morelos that went in for the challenge. If you're going to get you boot Morelos, no one can do this. I don't know. This is maybe a UEFA, FIFA level, whatever referee, and he's making errors like that. It's unacceptable. It's, it's a disgrace to the game. Um, and that ref should be seriously looked at. I understand it's a, it's a very, it was a very high intensity game. There's a lot of challenges going in. There was, there was a lot of fouls, but cannot make any excuses for that it was obviously there was Tavernier there there was Morelis there and obviously Candia uh, as well but it was Morelis who made the, f- the foul yep. and then obviously Candia and Tav kind of got mixed up in it but he did not make the foul he just got caught with the player and Morelis it's, maybe it's a way blessing because Morelis if he got booked he'd be missing for the Rihanna game so in that sense, you can kind of look at it as, as good. But that's a good point, that, yeah. That's a really good point. I couldn't agree more there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a show one, but the players really worked hard and I am so, so proud of that performance tonight. That is a massive, massive point. That is huge uh, for us. That is massive. I'm so, so happy with that. Because when that, when that uh, red card happened, I was thinking the worst. I was thinking, oh my God, they're going to come at us now. It's going to be a real hiding. It's going to be a doing. But the players... Me wrong and second half was a wee bit cagey at times it was a bit ropey but we defended well with McGregor my god we can't rave about him enough we always rave about him but tonight I'll probably say it mate I'll, I think that was his best performance this season I, I would say that as well obviously and just the magnitude of the saves what they actually mean um, you can make saves against Hamilton that, that's cool you're going to win the game anyway but saves against Villarreal this this Maybe not a juggernaut of Spanish football, but big, big name in Spanish football and world football who are fantastic. I mean, they brought on Santi Carzola. I thought, nah, that's sick. It's, it's, got to, it's got to be a goal here. He's a really and good player, by the way. My God, his decision-making, his awareness, his passing, he's unbelievable, that footballer. He is. He's, he's absolutely level above. You can, you can see that. And when he came on, and his first or second touch was an absolutely brilliant ball that opened up the play. Um, but we stuck to it. We, we stuck to our task, we didn't let them get any chances, like, we did get chances obviously, but none of them really threatened too much, it wasn't a point where I'm thinking, oh, it's a goal. Um, McGregor, I was confident in him in saving most chances, and he did. I think it was in the second half where it was, it was actually, there was two deflections, I thought, oh no, 
that came straight to McGregor's hands. I yep. thought that just sums up our night. What did you make of our passing tonight? I thought our passing, uh, well, especially first half, right? Let's be honest, the first half we were poor. We were. We were poor first half. Uh, our passing was abysmal. I felt as though uh, the occasion did get to some of the players in the first half. Um, as soon as the players got the ball, they, they wanted to get rid of it right away. It was like, oh, I've got the ball. I just, I just want to get rid of it straight away. And yeah. there was a lot of panic passing tonight, I thought. Um, but in the second half, yeah, it did improve. But I'm just mainly talking about the first half. First half, there was a lot of panic passing. Um, and then and you can tell Gerard uh, at half time got right through the players, just tore them apart. Well, we, uh, who knows? I wasn't there, right? But I've got the feeling he put a rocket right up their arse and said, "Right, you need to perform better in second half. We've we're down to ten men. Come on, troops! This we're Rangers football club. Give them a wee team talk." And then I don't don't. It's really weird to me. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde with Rangers right now. Uh, first half we're usually poor. Second half we come out the traps and we're a better side. It's it's really bizarre. It just shows you how good and of a manager Stephen Gerrard is that he's able to motivate and galvanise a team exactly uh, exactly it is um, we should be doing that from the first whistle no doubt when you came out to that roar of the fans you should be doing that from the first whistle but we don't for whatever reason um, the second half obviously Gerrard obviously got into them galvanised them um, and he got a response the exact response he was looking for mm-hmm. no stupid mistakes keep it tight and if you can get in the break get in the break uh, try and keep the ball which for the most part they had the ball they're going to have the ball anyway they're the better team yeah. when they do have the ball make sure you're tight make sure you've got your man um, and don't, don't and even if they do get into your half or they do get near the box make sure you're in the right position to make the clearance or get the second ball and we've done that and I yep. thought I have to admit Scott Arfield was absolutely fantastic tonight as well yeah he played tremendous he did um, he played really well was fantastic and He's been doing that recently, obviously. He's been getting goals recently. He's been tackling. He's become the overall round midfielder we're needing at the moment. Yeah. He's really coming on a game just now, which is brilliant to see. I'm really over the moon about that. Uh, but uh, obviously, um, you were saying I think you were saying earlier on about Goldson. You weren't entirely no, it was Flanagan. Sorry, you weren't impressed with. Uh, I don't think anyone was impressed with Flanagan right now. That boy is really, really low in confidence, and I just don't know what's up with him. Like he played thirty five games under Brendan Rodgers in the Liverpool in the Premier League. Right that season, they nearly won the league. And then he comes to us, right? I don't know what's up with him right now. That is a right it's, back, though. Yeah, right back. that's what I mean, right? I, like, I know that I was just about to say that, right? Yeah. Um, but him playing left back, right? He's not a left back, right? But we need to judge him in that position from what we've seen so far, right? The position he's played in mostly for Rangers is left back. So we need to judge him in that. And he's not left back. And from what we've seen of him in that position, he's abysmal. Simple as, right? So that's why I'm thinking, why not start Halliday or. Like, I know Barishes is out, right? And Lee Wallace is out in the squad. So that's why I was thinking, Halliday. Throw him in at hat, like first the second half or whatever, uh, because Haldy's booming with Compton's as I said earlier on. So I think that would have been a wise choice, but it's what it is. Uh, it didn't matter in the end because Rangers got a tremendous point. That is massive, and Rangers are still in it. But Rangers are still in it, mate. Uh, all Rangers yeah. need to do now is go to Vienna, beat Rapid Vienna. Rangers have made the last thirty-two. Exactly. It's in our hands. If you if you give us at the start. When this group was drawn, if we could go into the last game, knowing a win would get us there, you'd snap your hand off for it. Yeah. It, even like Alan McGregor said in an interview afterwards, even to get to the group stages in the first place is an achievement. Now we're on the verge of going through to the last 32. It's yeah. come such a long way. And 1-0, even if a 1-0 rapid win, a 1-0 keep it tight, whatever, we're through and 
whatever happens happens maybe a glory tie against Chelsea or something who knows yeah and it's just a fact mate like when this group was like drawn when this group was drawn I was thinking oh man well, let's, we'll wait and see what happens I'm not too confident but my god they're going into the final game and all we need to do is win and that's us in the last 22 it's remarkable exactly. it is tremendous stuff mate it really is and still unbeaten Ibrox Stevie G is still unbeaten Ibrox he is he is I just want to, I just want to point some fairway kind of hype myself up here I, I said at the start we'd get 10 points if we win in Vienna we get 9 points so, so you're 1 point off big man so yeah, fair play to you mate fair play to you um, but no yeah Stephen Really? Um, I was running like 17 games at Ibrox where we've been unbeaten. Uh, 18 now, actually, if you include that game. So 18 games at Ibrox unbeaten since April. Uh, and that's, 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 that's a fortress now. It is an absolute fortress. Mm-hmm. And the last two games before Villarreal, we scored 10 goals. So Ibrox, any team that comes there, including Villarreal, they're going to be scared. They're go- not scared, maybe they're going to know it. They're going to be in for a tough game. Yeah. And they certainly were tonight. Oh, 100% they were. They were reeling for it. They, they had a tough game tonight that, yeah, that's for sure mate but what did you make of some of their antics tonight some of the players antics overreacting very theatrical quite embarrassing to say the least but that's what what do you expect you know what do you expect you're playing against uh, the Spaniards and that's what they've, they're quite well known for it's what all these European teams anyway you find, I'm not surprised anyway like, I think it was last night um, in the Liverpool PSG game Neymar was rolling about all, all the big teams all the big players do it so it's really no surprise mm-hmm yeah, no, nah, I couldn't agree more, mate. Um, but I'm just uh, very happy with that uh, point. And uh, honestly, see the atmosphere tonight, Matt. It was, oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic, mate. It was brilliant. And just, yeah, honestly, I got goosebumps again, man. I always get goosebumps in a European night. And it was just brilliant. Because I know this is the last European uh, game at Ibrox uh, for the time being. And, my God, it was brilliant. Just seeing the, the whole display, the atmosphere. It, it's brilliant to see how far... We've came. Think about think about the turmoil we were in twelve months ago, mate. We were at absolute shambles twelve months ago. Now we're in Europe, got a great chance of making the last thirty two. It is tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous what it is. And no gonna lie, before we'll move we'll move on from uh, this game in uh, in a minute, but as I was saying earlier, towards the end, mate, towards the end, man, I was the nails were kicking in, man, when see when they got that corner right at the death, I was thinking, Oh no, here we go. Here we go, they're gonna get a goal here. And, and then, it wasn't even a corner. It wasn't I know that's what I remember it, I was like, oh no, this is it. it just it's just it's just the way it's gonna go. Just gonna be our luck tonight. And oh my god, we we worked really hard. I'm honest, I'm so so proud of the players. So so proud. And that is what a Rangers team is all about, mate. That second half performance. The grit, the character, the passion, fighting for the jersey. That's what it's all about. Exactly. And like I've said many a time before, if you if you're not going to score, make sure you don't concede. Yep. And that's what, exactly what we've done. In fact, we nearly did score with Lafferty. He came on. Oh, he's left foot as well. Aye. He's left foot. That was a tremendous save. And it was a tremendous save. So and you see the goal we got chopped off? That was that was offside. Uh, what was that? Remember the goal that we got chopped off? Uh, yeah, 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 uh, the goal that we got uh, chopped off? Yeah. Um, that, ah. I if, if I say offside, that would have been a goal. I could have changed the whole work of the... But, um, it was, yeah, it was offside. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. So, before we move on to the Rangers-Livy game, right, um, 
Matt, can Rangers beat Rapid Vienna? Uh, yes, we, we, we pumped him at Ibrox 3-1 um, and I don't see why we can, like, can't do it away. They got two late goals to beat Spartak. We got three against them in Moscow. So, judging on all those factors, I don't see why not. We should be favourites going to that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm confident we can get something from that, mate, but... Um, I'm just um, I, I don't know mate it feels like a win and it does just because of what happened tonight I was going down to 10 men and the, the how we managed to galvanise and regroup in the manner in which we did to get a point and work so so hard against a very good La Liga side is just I'm busting my pride Gerard's brought the standards back he's brought the, the feel good factor back to Ibrox he has he's brought that he's brought that buzz back at his side and yeah, he always said he wanted to make Ibrox a fortress and he, he's done that and we're, we're getting slowly but surely back where, where we belong and it's tremendous to see. Yeah, that's it mate. Onwards and upwards my man. So we'll move on to the Rangers Levy game mate. And uh, Matt, it was, this was a, a really tough game for us uh, against Levy. It was like going into it. Like, uh, I was still feeling a wee bit concerned because I know how well organised and well drilled Levy are and they had, they were actually pretty decent in the day. Rangers won 3-0 but my god mate we had to work for it we did we did we weren't great on the day um, like you said we all know Livingston they, they make you work hard they, they don't give much away um, but we, we got there in the end obviously they had a few chances of themselves yeah um, nothing too major mm-hmm. I thought uh, Middleton wasn't fantastic on the day and no players probably stand out Ryan Jack yeah. I'm not mate honestly Ryan Jack in my opinion bossed that midfield he was my man in the match he literally bossed that midfield breaking up play doing the dirty work he was outstanding I thought he was he was tremendous you know he was like, and, like this thing I never mention him because he's always consistently good so there's no need to yeah because he's not always good at a job anyway uh-huh. and Macaulay was good as well as I was saying earlier yeah. Macaulay had a really solid game and he's a leader he's, you can tell the guy's got a wealth of experience behind him and he was organising the players about giving players instructions and Golson looked really comfortable playing alongside him I thought yeah and like they're both kind of they're both like, they're like, like um Macaulay probably is the guy who sits back and like clears it away, then Goats is probably the sweeper. Yeah. Um, almost like Vidic and um, Ferdinand back in the day. Yeah, and Candace, by the way, if I were uh, Gary Holt, I would be raging. I would be raging at the first goal because Candace is the smallest player in the park, right? Managed to get a free header and beat guys who are six foot in the air and gets a free header, boom, scores a goal. I would be raging at that. Cause that yeah, was a like, uh, that was a poor goal for them to concede. Exactly, it was a poor goal. As Livingston's bread and butter, um, like they're so good at clearing stuff from their head. They're so good at clearing set pieces, and that as we we we, we saw it in the in the, uh, the reverse fixture at Livingston, they're so good at that. Uh, but for whatever reason, just they switched off. They lost concentration. Can It was a great header from Gadez, to be fair. Um, Billy header, but yeah, you can't be conceding goals like that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, for, uh, when we got that goal, it was it was still like in the back of my mind, right? We need to get in it late, and maybe another one to kill it off. And the second half we weren't is all that great. Then Gerard made a couple subs, and uh, Big Morelos came on, just totally changed the game completely. He just lit the game up, uh, set up Scotty Arfield, and then he uh, popped up with a goal as well. So Alfredo for me is the man. <laughs> Honestly, Morelos McGregor. 
our two best players this season, that's for sure. Um, Big Kyle Laffey, I thought, um, even he worked hard, he wasn't really getting a lot of service when he did get the ball, he didn't nah. do a, a whole lot with it, he worked hard though. Yeah, um, I think it was in the first half, he kind of had a chance where he hit the side net, and, um, but uh, Laffey, sorry, he's, he's always a distraction, he's a, always a big man, he's always a big man, if he's not going to score goals, he's going to at least give your defender something to do exactly and Livy had a plan right they seen the team shaking right, right they're going to start by Kyle Laffey up top and they had a plan to keep him quiet because when they know right they know when Laffey gets the ball and he gets service they're in trouble but they kept him quiet so fair play to them they've done their job well there but when Alfredo came on he had he was busting the energy and they just couldn't cope and Alfredo effectively just killed the game off as soon as they came on goal and assist Exactly, and that goal, it was, he just bullied it in the back of the head, like, I'm the boss, boom, there's a goal, <laughs> almost. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, obviously, I think that's what his attitude is his game this season. I think Morelis, last season, he was a goal scorer, right? he wasn't getting too many assists um, from memory, but now this season, he's, he's had an assist to his game, he's, he's the overall kind of striker, he, he gets goals, he gets assists, he holds up the ball. Yep. And I'd, I'd go as far to say, this season, Morelis has been the best striker. Mate, he's got the most goals in Scotland. Like name another striker, yeah. apart me better than Morelos right now. Exactly. You, you can't, you can't honestly. Edward, no, 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 no chance, mate. Like Morelos is the top goal scorer in Scotland. Like no exactly. Edward at all. Even Celtic fans are quite sick of Edward. Like Morelos exactly. is consistent. Edward isn't. He's very inconsistent. And the form Morelos is in right now, you can't like can he compare it to any other striker? He is flying right now. He's in form I would say Forrest him and Forrest are the two guys right now who are booming in form right now it has to be said about James Forrest he's killing it right now he's in tremendous form but so is Morelos exactly I'd probably put the top four in form right now I'd probably put is Morelos Forrest Christie and um, probably Scotty Arfield Scott, I feel that's a fair shout, mate. That is a fair shout. Um, so overall, mate, um, we, it was a, a very good win for Rangers, it was. But Livy, it has to be said, they deserve a lot of credit. Just such a well organised side, so well coached, yeah. and they're going to stay up. Without a shadow of a doubt, they'll stay up. They are, they're really frustrating to play against. They are, they, they have a game plan, and they, they, they stick by it, and it works for them. Exactly, and all the players want to play for each other. Um, you can tell they're a real, real uh, tight knit group, um, and it's just good to see. Um, and obviously, they, they, I think we've talked about it before a few times. There's no way they're gonna get they're gonna go down. Um, no. Top half, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I think they'll be very comfortable. Um, and they'll, they'll cause a lot of teams have like they have this season already. Yeah, and so what would be your defensive partnership that it's? I know Gerard likes to rotate a lot, right? Which he is does. totally understandable. I have no problem problems with that whatsoever. I mean, you have to do that when you've got the when you're in Europe. You've got a lot of run of games coming up. So, what what would be your preferred defensive partnerships? I know you're not a big fan of Warrow. I I don't no. mind Warrow, right? Um, as I was saying earlier, I thought he was really good second half, uh, tonight. But what would be your preferred centre-half partnership? Based on form, based on form, I would go with um, Goldson and McCauley. Um, but for the long term, I think Goldson and Katic. But as of right now, if you were to ask me, who is your two central defenders, I'd go with Goldson and McCauley. Mm, yeah, I think I probably would as well, mate. And obviously McCauley's getting up there, so he can't play week in, week out. So exactly. I, see when it comes to January... And I know, we'll speak about the EGM in a minute, right? 
Yeah. See, when it comes to January time, do you think we need another centre-half? I don't. I think yeah, we're fine just now. We've got enough there. I think the priority, obviously, should be getting rid of Sadie and bringing in a striker. And there's been a lot of rumours of Solanke. Like, this time, it seems like there's genuine... Like, obviously, in the summer, I think... There's actual there. credible rumours, aye. I think I think it's a bit more credible this time around. Because I feel like Liverpool let him... I love him to go out and loan this, t- uh, this season. Yeah. Window, sorry. He hasn't had, I don't think he's even played a game for them this season, so it would make sense. Um, I think it's very credible that it could happen. And mm-hmm. I think Azaria as well, but I was reading somewhere that he's trying to urge him to come down, uh, come up, sorry, up to Glasgow. So I've seen that as well, yeah. I think, I think that is the most likely one to happen. Um, I know Dave King said in the AGM, he'll be surprised if something doesn't happen, so I think that'll be the one that it will be a priority that we will get over the line. Yeah, so I know there's a lot of dead at Rangers right now, mate. It's simple as, right? There's a lot of dead at Rangers. We need to cut it, right? So the players at the top of my head that I would get rid of, right, uh, would be <laughs> Penna. Um, I would get rid of Dorans, right? I feel as though Dorans is too injury prone. I don't really see a place for him in the team. What? I don't really see a place for him in the team. Exactly, I don't either. Um, Dorans, he's, he's a decent player, but he's just too injury prone and he's a, he's a player that we need to get off the wage bill. Um, Herrera, we've still got him in the books, is that right? He's, he's on loan, so... Aye, so he's, like he's gone anyway. Um, who else is that? Who else would you get rid of? Um, hey, Dorans. Uh, you've got Dorans, um, Penna. Sadiq's gone, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, Fodrum could be gone, there's a good shout. I, I don't think... Because we've got uh, Annika in loan... I can't see him going. I think I don't know. I, I think I, I would. I, I would like to keep Fodrum, but there's a good chance that he could be gone. Um, yeah. Wallace. But I think he's a free contract anyway. So. I we need to talk about Lee Wallace here, right? Um, that's a good shout. Um, Lee Wallace, right? Got a, um, he's been in the news recently at the AGM, right? A shareholder asked Stephen Gerrard, the what's going on with Lee Wallace, and he was saying that he finds the treatment of Lee Wallace disgraceful, and Gerrard. Uh, responded to the question and said the reason Lee Wallace isn't getting any game time is because I've got better options ahead of him. Exactly. He's, he's essentially saying he thinks Flanagan's a better left back than Wallace, which is and I don't think it's true at all. Also, Wallace, I think people forget, right, before he got injured and that, before this whole shenanigans came up, right, Wallace wasn't playing great. Uh, Declan Jones came out of the team, you know. So, I think... I think Wallace, as much as he's been a great servant for us, his form before all the shit happened, it wasn't great. And why would that change now? So I think he's had his day in the sun. Um, I'd certainly look to bring a better left back in. Barisic, when he's fit, is number one. Uh, then probably Halliday. Um, but I think it was a mistake. Oh, sorry to interrupt, right. In his defence, in his defence, big man, um, see, right before that, right, uh, during that time, nobody was playing great at Rangers, like no one at all. So I, I think it's a wee bit fair to like maybe single Wallace out in that sense because no one was playing great at that moment in time. I suppose, but he was maybe our captain. He's maybe a leader gets through these tights and he, he, he was. And I think, looking back, that, oh, I think it was a mistake letting John go. John, do you think so? I think so. I think he's a much better left-back than um, Flanagan anyway. And he's an actual left-back over a holiday. So I think he'd be the natural... Second choice for me. It's a, I don't know. It's quite a shame. It's that it's what's going on with Lee Wallace, right? But it's obviously up to Stephen Gerrard it, uh, and stuff. But it is a shame. Like I, I really do hope Wallace can find his way into the team. So I, I do have a wee soft spot for the guy. And 
let's be honest, mate, Wallace is better better than Flanagan at left back. Simple as, right? So, I, yeah, it looks like his career at Rangers is coming to an end. It is what it is, but if he does go, uh, send him my best wishes because I have nothing but respect for Lee Wallace and what a servant he was for Rangers Football Club. Honestly, he, he could have went down to Premier League, he could have went down south, but he chose to stay with us. He stayed for the fight. And people keep saying, oh, yeah, he stayed for the money. Nonsense. He could have went down south and got a hell of a lot more money. Exactly, exactly. He was loyal to us. Sacrificed his international career. Sacrificed. Yep. Probably bigger games, like Ryder than facing, like, beating or whatever on a, a Sunday afternoon. He could have sacrificed playing the Premier League for that. Um, so, fair play to the big man. He's got a place in all the hearts. But sentiment doesn't win your titles. We'll wait and see what happens with him. We'll wait and see what happens, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, the AGM was quite interesting, so it was. Uh, and that, but it, I love how blunt Gerard was. Uh, he's not beating around the bush about that question. He was brutally honest. He's not like a Graham Murty or whoever where he's trying to be like all pally-pally and beat around it and trying to avoid answering it. He said, well, honestly, the reason he's not getting a game is because I've got better people ahead of him, simple as. So I love the, the honesty from Gerard, which is... Always great to see in a manager, isn't it? It is. It's, it's fantastic to see. You don't want your manager spouting rubbish to you. Um, you want to, that's what a manager should be. Tell you it straight. And if you don't think you're good, if he doesn't think you're good enough, he's going to tell you that. There's no point wasting his time and wasting your time. Exactly. And you see what Dave King said. Dave King said that his man of the year was Graham Murty. I seen that. That was really, really nice because Murty obviously he's not got. The, the managerial skills but he certainly has a good coach he, he got us through hard times they brought us into an old firm as favourites so you got to give him credit for building that up obviously it didn't quite work out after that game um, but obviously if it wasn't for him I don't know who what would have happened because he came in at a hard time and, and st- certainly steadied the ship yeah and we, like Graham Murray is a guy I respect a lot I like him a lot it was just unfortunate circumstances but my god mate I thought he'd done the best he could and for a while Rangers were doing well under him so I think a lot of Rangers fans do respect him and even though it didn't end well but he's still working at the club he's back doing his under 20s coach role so he he will be a good manager one day and see that whole experience that will tide him in good stead he knows the, the pressures and demands of what it takes to be a football manager now so exactly. he just exactly. maybe a wee bit more experience doing his wee thing now something will come up something definitely will come up for the big man but exactly. yeah I think maybe like championship dub or something yeah and not English championship but Scottish championship I think I said it before I don't know why but I just think he's the perfect fit for Thistle Thistle hmm. yeah, I think I he might do well at Falkirk or something Falkirk like that or Thistle or something like that like a big enough club that there's still expectation there but not too big that yeah. it'll get to him yeah maybe go to a club that's not really in the spotlight if you know what I'm saying like a yeah. club because see obviously managing Rangers for me um, managing Rangers is obviously a high pressure job and you're constantly in the media it is such a massive club and it's the pressures are ma- like unbelievable so I think that obviously got to him but see if he goes to a club that a wee small club like Falkirk they're not really in the media spotlight I think 
he would thrive in that environment. Quite similar to Ian Caffro. Ian Caffro going to Hearts, it was like too much from the pressure, the media, all that stuff. If he goes away, does his thing quietly, Murray goes away, does his thing quietly, he could be a success. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. So we'll uh, we'll move on. We spent half an hour on Rangers, <laughs> so um yeah, we'll move on. We're talking about Celtic just now, and obviously Celtic great result for them tonight. Um, it pains me to say it, <laughs> um, but they beat Rosenberg one 0 away from home. Um, Matt, what did you make of that uh, performance? Celtic looked really dominant tonight. They were they dominated the game. Rosenberg were very poor. Like they were obviously trying right, but Celtic uh, were a class above Rosenberg. Um, we all know from the previous million meetings between them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Celtic. They, it should have been more. Um, they had very good chances throughout the game. Um, just it was unlucky. More didn't go in. Um, but I thought Forrest and it's absolutely sparkling form he's in. Um, yeah, he's made, killing it right he now. It, he made that wee half yard. Um, got the cross in. Sinclair could not miss it um, back in the net and there was well, there was a few chances at the game Rosenberg had done moments but nothing that was ever great trouble there was nothing the really clear cut nah and like I said it came in more Celtic dominated as you expect from at this level yeah um, I'm, not, I'm taking nothing away from Celtic sorry to interrupt Matt I'm taking nothing away from Celtic right but Rosenberg are a poor side but you can only play what's in front of you and Celtic done the job accordingly got the job done clean sheet three points and that set them up in good stead for going into the final game and all they need to, I think the, who they play in the final game it's uh, Salzburg. Uh, Salzburg yeah all they need to get is a point is that correct? Um, I'm sure they do yep um, they're on nine points just now so Salzburg on 15 um, and Leipzig are on how many are on they're on five or six? No, they're on seven or something. I think they're on seven. So, I draw should do it, yeah. Yeah. So, Celtic, they, they look like they're in good stead to make the last 32. They do, and it'll be great if both Scottish teams get through. I'm, I'm, and I'm, part of me hates me to say it, but if Celtic do manage to get through and Rangers get through as well, that's, that's going to be big for Scottish it's football. It's good for Scottish football. It's good for the coefficient, you know. It actually exactly. is. And it's, it's like the back in you know, old days where it should be, where you got Rangers and Celtic representing Scottish football in Europe. And Rangers and Celtic have not shamed Scottish football whatsoever in Europe this season. We're go- both teams are going into the final game with a great chance of making the last 32. Exactly. And what, what's pleasing for me as well for, from the Celtic point of view is like, it's the Scottish players that are doing well for um, for Celtic at the moment. Obviously, Christy Forrest are fantastic. And Christy just signed a new deal. Exactly. I think Christy, he's going to be a superstar um, in Scotland. Um, he, he's, he's been a revelation. He's been at Celtic a good two years now. He bought him from Inverness. Yeah. But I first, when he first bought him, I thought, OK, that's just a bit of a whatever signing yeah um, they loaned him out to Aberdeen and I, th- I feel as though the two seasons at Aberdeen have done him in great stead they've like, they, they, they've worked wonders for that boy they have and he looks a bit bigger now as well um, he's been hitting the gym and those two seasons at Aberdeen gave him that experience at top level football getting games week in week out he came back to Celtic and Rodgers were like right okay show me why you should be in my team every week we're the champions we've been 
undefeated one season without you, got the treble without you, shows why you can get into this team. Yeah. And boy, is he he's easy at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's all about creating competition for places. That's what Rangers have got just now. Rangers have competition in every single area. And Celtic, I think they're trying to get in that way. They're introducing new players to the squad, like Ryan Christie, for example. So... And that's what you need. You want competition for players because if players don't have that competition, they'll get complacent and then they feel like they're untouchable and then they'll be like, okay, I'm just going to get picked anyway so I can just half arse it and then uh, it doesn't matter, I'm still going to get picked. Exactly. I think the perfect example for that is, is um, the goalkeeper situation at the moment, obviously. Yeah, Craig Gordon. Uh, yeah. Ben's going to start uh, on Sunday in the final and Gordon, who is so sure of his place, has now got a bit of competition and we've said it before, uh, Bain as a top class keeper could potentially be better than Gordon. I, mean, I wouldn't say he's a top class keeper. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's top class. He's, 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 he's top solid. Class terms, I think he's in solid. Terms, in the terms that he's in Scotland, he would easily fit into most teams in Scotland. Put it that way. I wouldn't say he's top class, though, Matty T. <laughs> I'm top class in the sense of Scotland, right? Uh, he, could, okay. he, could, he could fit into uh, Aberdeen. Over Joe Lewis, he could challenge him. Yeah, he would challenge McGregor. He's at Fodrum's level, I would say. He's at Fodrum's level. And I would say Fodrum, again, in terms of Scotland, is a top class keeper. I would, I would say him and Fodrum are like at the same level of ability. They are. Um, probably Gordon and McGregor are slightly above them. Um, I think, come back to the point. Wait, I think did, you say, did you say Gordon's above Bain? Um, Maybe Gordon, 10 years ago, no now. <laughs> I'd say McGregor and Gordon are probably about the same. McGregor is better, no, no doubt. Yeah, McGregor, I would say McGregor's number one, right? And then Gordon's not even in top three, in my opinion. Like, no. I would say McGregor, then I would go Joe Lewis, then I would probably say... My God, who would you actually go for? Uh, the Hibs keeper, maybe? I don't know, I would, I would say... I'm not saying Fodrum because he's not even getting a game, so I'm, I'm not counting him. Uh, yeah. The third one, I wouldn't say... I would probably go with Hibs keeper. Marciano. Marciano, yeah, the, yeah, Marciano, that's how I would go with. Um, the Hibs keeper's good as well. There's a lot of good keepers in Scotland, but... I think... Oh, uh, do you know who... Do you know, in fact, do you know who I would say? Who? I'd take Marciano out that. Do you know who I would actually say? Liam Kelly, number three. Oh, Liam Kelly, oh, he's been fantastic. Liam Kelly, yeah. Liam Kelly, 100%. He, Liam Kelly, definitely. He, he's got a big, big future ahead of him. He does, and it's a shame we let him go at Rangers because he could be an excellent number two just now, but he wants to be number one. He's, he's kind of getting... He's not getting on a bit, but he's at that stage in his career now where he wants to be playing week in, week out. So yeah, I think it's a blessing we let go of him because this is his chance to develop and become a, a good player, you know? Exactly. And see if we kept him at Rangers, we kept him hostage, hostage at Rangers... Um, he would not be the player he is just now, you know. So this is probably a blessing for him, and maybe down the line we can bring him back to Rangers. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, we can always buy him back. Yeah, we also know he's a Rangers fan anyway, so always, it's always if we buy him, we can get him. Um, but I mean, going back to the main point, I think obviously back to Celtic there. Yeah, I think the fact that Gordon's got competition now in the in the form of Scott Bain is good, and I think. Celtic have got a good kind of Scottish quarter of the team which is good for, for them and good for Scottish football and it shows that if we're getting, if Celtic and Rangers are getting through these European ties with a lot of Scottish players that will be good for the national team be good for the good feeling of Scottish football because we've not had that in a while uh, Scottish players in the past have been has been not been good enough um, yeah. 
Um, I had a good segue into the Scotland games there, maybe. Well, oh, yeah, before we talk about the Scotland games, actually, what do you make of that performance with Celtic and Hamilton? What do you make of that game? Um, I thought it was a very dominant performance from Celtic. And Griff- uh, Lee Griffiths is back in the frame, so he has scored a fantastic free kick against it Hamilton. Was, it was a fantastic free kick, yeah. Um, and I thought Hamilton didn't have any chances at all, really. I don't remember him having one. Yeah, I thought it was a very standard professional performance from Celtic. Just utterly dominated Hamilton and... They got the three points in a clean sheet, so you can't really complain too much there. You cannot, and obviously Griffiths he usually gets his free kicks kind of up and over, but this time he went down low. Um, it surprised everyone. A great, great goal, and it shows why he should always also be in contention for that that spot up top for Celtic. Um, yeah, and, and like, again, I thought Christie was fantastic. Again, got his goal, and. As much as also a Rangers fan, I have to say Christie is absolutely. I, I know we mentioned before, but he's such a great player. I just can't get over how good his performances are just now. Yeah. And Celtic are really lucky to have him. Yeah, the Celtic playing right. They're playing well just mm-hmm. now. They're finding their groove. So they are Matt. They're really yeah. kicking on, and both teams are in form right now. Both full form teams are in form, and it's going to be interesting going into the game on the 30th of December but we'll come to that later on like not just now but that'll be interesting but yeah as we are saying earlier it's all about competition for places and Celtic have got that just now and James Forrest my god by the way like he is just killing it right now uh, yeah. he is killing it he is on fire and that's a good way segue into the, the Scotland game so it is Matty T so Matty T I said uh, in the Scotland podcast that if Scotland don't finish top of this group, then Alex McLeish would need to go. But Scotland proved me wrong. And the Scotland beat Israel and they beat Albania. They did. And it was two great performances for the most part. It was a bit nervy at the end against Israel, but it wouldn't be Scotland without that. Um, I thought we were brilliant in Albania and obviously... Talking about the Celtic game, their forest. There's a forest on fire in Glasgow. Forest was absolutely unbelievable against um, Albania. He's got his two goals. I think that's what. Is that four goals in his last two games for Scotland now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Something like that. And he's, he's been absolutely brilliant for uh, club and country in Scotland as a whole. We really need to perform for the nation, for the manager. If we didn't come top, there would have been uproar from the fans, from the media. Mm-hmm. and we've got promoted from the Nations League um, if we don't win we don't, if we don't finish in the I think the top two in the, the qualifiers will go into uh, the what was it uh, who's it working in where we'll go into a semi-final against yeah. I don't I can't I can't remember who it is right but basically we've got a team that, I think it's like Finland or something we'll go into a semi-final I think it's yeah, it's it's whole it's really confusing this whole uh, Nations League thing, right? But put us be um if we don't uh, qualify out the qualifiers, we go into the semi finals of the what Nations League thing, whatever it is, and then if we win that, basically we're two games away from making the Euros, <laughs> effectively. Basically, um, and it's such a great position for Scotland to be in. I, I don't think obviously my last time we have qualified, but nothing. I think the last qualifier we actually got, I think it was it was under like Bertie Vokes or something. What well, last time we qualified for a major tournament? Um, it was nineteen ninety eight. Last time we even got, even, last time we even got to qualify, I'm saying. 
What do you mean last like, time you got to qualifier? What do you mean? You like turned a, like a, a playoff tournament? Sorry, a playoff sorry. Yeah, it was under beauty yeah. votes. Yeah, you're right, mate. Um, um, but yeah, we're, we've got a great chance, so we do, mate. And there were two must-win games and McLeish got his tactics spot on and we went out, dug in deep and we won the both games, finished top. And it's good to see that he's learned his lessons from last time. He's completely learned his lessons and there was a lot of players that dropped out of the Scotland squad. They were dropping out like flies, mate, weren't they? They were. I think that's maybe a blessing in disguise because I think they've dropped out and we've actually found a good team from all that. It's actually kind of worked in our favour almost, I think. Yeah, um, and the four three three system, McLeish went, right, these two games, we need to go at it. We need to just go at them, come out the traps, just go full out attack and we've done that both games and we played some decent stuff, mate, we did. And as we're saying, he learned his lessons, tactics spot on, and hopefully he can continue this good run of form like in, the sp- in those two games. Hopefully he'll keep it the way it is. Don't try and tinker about. Don't try and be fancy and put Kieran Tierney at, full, uh, Kieran Tierney at centre-half, all that stuff. Don't do that. Just keep it nice and simple. 4-3-3, and it'll work. And uh, hopefully, we can, uh, can, uh, hopefully we can kick on from this. I hope so. Um, obviously, there's players that are kind of fringe players for Scotland who, who really played well, like Callum Patterson and Fletcher came back in, done a job, and we need to work on this, we need to like, build on this, and we can't mess this up. Surely we can't mess this up if we do. <laughs> I don't even know what we do if, if I haven't. Don't even think about that. We've basically got two, two finals we need to win. And we're at, we're at Euros. And one, we're actually one of the host nations. Camden's uh, one of the venues. So uh-huh. that'll be an even bigger incentive to do it. Yeah, that's a good point as well, mate. That is a very good point. So, yeah, it was two must-win games. We did get the job done. And as you were saying about the fringe players, Bates came in, he done well. Kelton Patterson done well. So we did Ryan Fraser... I thought done really well. Michael Stewart, you've seen that. Michael Stewart has this bizarre hatred for Ryan Fraser, even though he's doing really well at Bournemouth, and he's basically saying that Ryan Fraser should not be in the Scotland squad. Did you see that? Even, even listens to Michael Stewart now. Like, Mate, I don't, I don't even watch sports scene anymore because of Michael Stewart. I honestly don't. I can't stomach it. Because I just can't stomach listening to Michael Stewart talk utter nonsense. Uh, mate, I fell out with Michael Stewart as soon as, soon as he hit it with biomechanics. Exactly, like we were saying, he was a decent, he was a decent, um, a decent pundit, and never came to realise that no, he's just, he's just, <laughs> just an idiot with a loud mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, that's it, mate. But full credit to Big Alex McLeish, and yeah, onwards and upwards, mate. Because just thinking of backlash if he didn't finish top of that group, just say we dropped points, just say we didn't win those two games, it would have been, oh, the backlash would have been fierce. So McLeish stay of execution, so he so he has he's got a stay of execution, and aye onwards and upwards, big man. So so Matt, the uh, this weekend we've got the the League Cup final. So we do um, it's between Celtic and Aberdeen. Unfortunately, Rangers are not in the final, but it's gonna be a big game, mate. It's gonna be massive. So it is. How do you see it going? How do you see it going? Um, Celtic obviously in really good form right now, but. The thing is, with uh, Aberdeen right now, they're not in good form. They got beat 3-0 off Mullerwell at the weekend there, mate, and it was, honest to God, excuse my language, it was a shit show from Aberdeen. They were embarrassing defensively all over the place. They were not organised at all. It was schoolboy stuff. It was. Um, I think it's a 
was, and they were they were absolutely shocking errors. Uh, the first one, he, he literally just played him in, like there you go, son, have, have a have a chance, assist on me. Um, and like it was some brilliant defending. It was, but I thought we were badly inspired that great. But then I seen that, and I felt a little bit weird about myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, it was just I can't even get my head. Like Aberdeen, right? They've, they've got good defenders. Scott McKenna, they've got great defenders in there. And it just made it look so easy for Motherwell. Like, Motherwell played okay, right? They probably didn't deserve a 3 0 win, but they played well enough. But Aberdeen gifted them goals. And. Yeah, all the three goals were preventable. The goals that Aberdeen were leaking in were embarrassing, especially for the first goal. That counter attack was pathetic. And see the last two goals as well. Honest to God, the players just didn't have a clue what they were doing. It was it was really really embarrassing to watch. Like there's been some real defensive uh, errors this season, but my God, I think that just takes a biscuit. It was embarrassing, especially considering the fact that Motherwell got beat seven one off us. Right, they, they let in seven goals against us. Right, we absolutely hammered them, and they go play Aberdeen who. I've been getting praised for being so well organised this season and Motherwell go and score three goals against them like it was nothing. Exactly. Uh, it's just embarrassing from Aberdeen's point of view. And, like, the second goal, like, from corners, you need to be moving in corners. Like, you can't, you can't stay still. You need to be moving. You need to be marking your man. You need to be going towards the ball, getting away, whatever. But the, the Aberdeen players were absolutely just statues. They were like, oh, it's a corner. Oh, oh, boom, goal. And it, it's, it's strange to see from a professional football club um, I don't know what McKinnon's tactics were for that um, but it did not work or maybe it was the players I don't know I don't know what they were thinking it was baffling yeah um, but Aberdeen like, they did have chances themselves uh, a few a few shots from out of the box they made the keeper work it's not as if it was just Motherwell were playing fantastic it was just Aberdeen were they were poor, they got bullied, Aberdeen got bullied, especially Shea Logan, he got bullied, the whole defence got bullied, Aberdeen pretty much created nothing as well, they were they were awful, they were absolutely terrible, and if they play like that, right, against Celtic, they're going to get absolutely trounced, right, they're going to get absolutely trounced, and no one's really expecting to get anything out of this game, right, I don't, right, but then again, everyone thought that Rangers were going to beat Aberdeen in the, in the final, right? No, in the semi-final. Everyone thought Rangers were going to beat Aberdeen in the semi-final. Then, obviously, Aberdeen proved Rangers wrong, proved everyone wrong, and they beat Rangers. But in that game, though, right, Aberdeen had a game plan, and that was to sit off his let us play, play our game and maybe get a set piece or hit us in the counter and then take their chance there. And they've done that. Credit to them, right? But they didn't play all that great. They didn't... They, they've not really been playing great all season, you know, and I don't see where the threat is. I don't see the threat in that Aberdeen team that's going to cause Celtic problems. Nah. Go. So, yeah, basically, they've got, Aberdeen, they've got, I can see where the threats may come from. Like, they've got, like, Mikhail Steven, who's like a flair player and that. But I know what you mean. I don't see them causing Celtic to make trouble. They've not, they've not got the team to do that. No. Um, and I think, no matter if Aberdeen were in sparkling form, right, I would still expect Celtic to, to do them over. Um, and it's unfortunately going to be another, from my point of view anyway, it'll be another trophy for Celtic. Yeah. Um, even if like Aberdeen maybe do get a goal right, I think it was like two seasons ago they went one on front, Celtic still worked that game pretty much. And Celtic 
they're just even like when they're at their bad, right? They're still better than Aberdeen, right? And I think obviously, like Celtic, they've got a high from when they're in Europe tonight, which is like fantastic result regardless of the opponent. They're going to it on a high. Aberdeen's been trumped off Motherwell, um, and I just can't see Aberdeen doing much at all. Yeah, that was a short result of the the weekend, in my opinion. Aberdeen getting beat 3-0 off Mullerwell. They were just shambolic. And this is this is where it is, right? So when it comes to big, big games, right? In finals, McInnes hasn't got a great record to be Aberdeen, right? Yeah, he beat, Inver- I think it was Inverness in the final four or five years ago. Yeah. But his record in Celtic in finals has been poor, right? Remember two seasons ago, he made his League Cup final, Scottish Cup final. Both lost. Lost them both, right? And... Two years ago, Aberdeen had a better team. This season, they don't. They've diminished in quality. I think that's for everyone to see, right? It's fairly evident that is the case. And I think McInnes is going to tinker about too much. I think he's going to go in with that same mindset he did against Rangers. Yeah, it worked for him. But Aberdeen didn't cause Rangers a whole lot of problems that game. They just got one chance, they took it. But Exactly. The thing is, Celtic turn up for the big games. They do. And as you were saying, they're sort of booming confidence right now. So it's going to be really difficult for Aberdeen, it is. And what, how would you line up if you were McInnes, right? What system would you go with against I, this strong Celtic team right now, this Celtic team who are booming confidence? Probably a 4-5-1. A 4-5-1, yeah. I would probably do the exact same. Right? You've got McKenna there, who's a, a good player. Considine has been a good servant for Aberdeen, right? But he was... He was at fault for uh, exactly. what, what, a couple of the goals at the weekend there. Um, if Devlin's fit, you play him. Yeah, exactly. You play Devlin, you're not playing Considine, you know. Uh, and you've got Shinny, who's like the heartbeat of that Aberdeen midfield. And then, especially, you see when you get up top, what they got up top, James Wilson has not set the house on fire, has he? No, he's not. Like, he's, he's had flashes where you can see his brilliance, you can see that kind of class above Aberdeen, right? But he's, he's not hit the ground running, he's not done much. Stevie May, as much as we have given criticism, he has kind of came to a game slightly, but nah, he's still, he's still absolutely rubbish. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the boy Cosgrove? He's by average. Lewis Ferguson's, I think Lewis Ferguson's got a big future. Um, he looks very promising, so he does. He obviously got the goal against us in the semi-final, but he looks like he could maybe do something. Um, but Aberdeen have a lot of proof, by the way. They have a lot of proof. We to, we, honestly, if they don't win, I'm going to say it now, right? If they don't win this Sunday, right? In fact, that's probably a bit too harsh, right? But if they get hammered this Sunday, it's only going to get worse for them this season. It's going to be a downward spiral for, them, for Aberdeen this season. If they get trounced 4-5-0, something like that, right? It's only going to get worse. See if they put in a good performance, a good shift, and they narrowly miss out, maybe a 2-1, one, 1-0, one, whatever. Then, yeah, there's still optimism there. Like, But see, if they get hammered, it's just only going to get worse. Exactly. I, their peak probably was being Celtic the last day of the season. That's probably their peak. And ever since then, they've kind of just went down. Obviously, they've got to the final. They beat us. Uh, we may be a bit about that. I certainly was bitter about it for a wee while. Um, but... If they, if they don't, like, they've got a final, right? That's all, that's all smashing, right? But if you look at their, their, like, actual league form, it's not, it's not great. It's been a stop-start season. And if Celtic, like you said, do trounce them, which I think most would expect them to do, at least three goals, I'd probably go about three or four now. Um, I would make it a goal, but 
it's not likely um, based on their obviously their attacking options. Yeah, and so when I look at that midfield, right, I think they're going to go. Aberdeen might go Ferguson and maybe McGinn or Shinny. I think they'll go Ferguson Shinny, right? That's what I think they'll do. Go Shinny and Ferguson in the midfield, right? I feel like Rogic and McGregor, if they're on form, they're going to rip them apart. They are. And obviously Forrest, like we said, he's banging form. A lot of the Celtic team is. And if they just like Celtic, right, they obviously need to, they need to perform, right? Um, that's a given. No matter how good you are, you still need to perform, right? Uh, Celtic expect them to perform. And especially, say, that midfield is on fire. Um, Edward will want to prove something after not scoring the last couple of games. Um, so he'll be up for it. No, Celtic won't be up for it, right? And I'm sure that team will be as well. It's a cup final, of course it will be. But if Celtic are up for it and they're on form, there's only be only, only be one winner. In fact, see if it's not McGregor. Just say they take out. Just say Celtic will take out. I don't know. Just even if they take out Ryan Christie. In fact, what if they put Ryan Christie out left, right, and they have Rogage in behind, and then you have McGregor and the returning Scott Brown, right? See, obviously he he came on tonight against Rosenberg. Scott Brown comes back in the frame. He'll be booming with confidence, and that's Celtic's leader back. That's a b- even bigger boost for Celtic, you know. So. It's it. Aberdeen are going to be in for a rough ride, right? They're going to be in for a rough ride this Sunday, and I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Aberdeen end the double treble, right, or the treble treble. Sorry, I would love to see him do it, but I just can't. I just can't. I just don't see the quality in that team, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be a hammer in my opinion, and I'm going to say it's going to be. I'm going to say four one Celtic. That's what I think. Four one. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'll go with 3-0. 3-0. Um, it's it's going to be a really tough afternoon for the Dons. So it will be. But um, oh, before we oh, my, uh, see before uh, we wrap up, um, I want to say this. Matt, what do you make of all the criticism yet again from Aberdeen fans about Danny McInnes? There are some, some of them are saying that they're sick of him right now. It's the same old, same old. Blah blah blah. They need McInnes out. Utter nonsense, in my opinion. I say it all the time. Be careful what you wish for. The guy's done an incredible job. You're in a final, and look at that Aberdeen squad. Aberdeen are punching well above their weight right now. <laughs> Honestly, that squad should be nowhere near a final. Exactly. Like obviously, the season they're having means the cup final, right? Is 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 poor. It's a very poor season. Like, obviously, cup finals maybe cracking, yeah, paper all the cracks a wee bit. Um, but either way, put all that to one side, it's unjustified the criticism of McInnes, right? He's done a fantastic job for them. He's made them a very consistent team coming second every season and he's made them a top, the best second every season. He's making them a top club getting to finals and that. With um, a shoestring budget. Exactly, shoestring budget. Like, um, Rangers, have, the last two seasons have a much greater budget than them and he's came above Rangers twice um, so you can't, cannot complain if they had one poor season out of all the seasons he's had you would think that's okay it's not obviously not having a good, good season isn't acceptable right and he's going to take criticism and he needs to learn from that right but out of all the seasons he's had one poor season doesn't justify all this criticism couldn't agree more mate not agree more he has his flaws but who doesn't we'd be stupid to get rid of him like who would who, like honestly Realistically, right. Apart from Steve Clark, right. I don't. Think, I don't think he'll touch the job, right. Who out there can do a better job than McInnes right now, with the exception of Steve Clark? Nobody. No so. one person would probably say that he commends Gordon Strachan, but 
Yeah, yeah, that's a shout. Um, but so Matt, we've obviously got uh, the SPFL fixtures this weekend. Other games are getting played, and so I'm just having. Let me just get the fixtures up just now. Bear with me. A lot of cracking games this weekend, by the way. I'll tell you that. Aye. Um, hold on. Um, so, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, no, tomorrow night. Sorry. Uh, I'm missing tomorrow night. Uh, so, Kilmarnock versus Hibs uh, at Rugby Park. A few o'clock kick-off on Saturday. Uh, Matty T, how do you see this one going? Kilmarnock, oh, they're, they're still, as we know, they're, they're doing well right now this yeah. season. Hibs are a bit of a dodgy patch right now. I think they've not won in the last five uh, they were beating Dundee 2 0 at the weekend there, and then Dundee came back, made it 2 each. Hibs are a wee bit low in confidence right now, and going to Rugby Park's going to be tough. How do you see that one going? Um, obviously, come on, looks at a fantastic team. Um, they really are. Hibs, obviously, have been really, really poor at the moment. Uh, I think it'll be 1 0, come on, look. I'm going to say it will be a 2 1 Kelly win. And Levy. In Motherwell, uh, that'll be an interesting one. Obviously, Livy, um, they drew, I think it was. No, no, sorry, they didn't draw last week. Rangers beat them uh, 3 0. Want to say they drew. Uh, Rangers beat them uh, 3 0 uh, last week. Motherwell will be flying, obviously, after beating Aberdeen 3 0. They'll be looking to build on that great result and performance. How do you see that one going? I'm going to go for. I think, obviously, both teams need a win, I think. Um, Motherwell will continue this. Form from Aberdeen, Livingston, um, what a kind of. And bear in mind, it's a Levy pitch. Levy are brilliant at home. I, that's what that comes to my thinking. So I'm gonna go for a one 0 Livingston one. Gonna go one each. St Mirren Hamilton St Mirren oh mate <laughs> this has to be mentioned St Mirren beating Hearts 2-0 last week. Oren Kearney's first win as St Mirren manager. And did you see their first goal? Unbelievable. I- Have you seen it? I didn't actually know. Oh, mate, I need to send you like Unbelievable. It was about 35 yards out. Volley, boom. Like, unbelievable, mate. I need to send you. It was goal of the season. It's got, uh, so far, it's goal of the season. It's going to be hard to top this one, mate. Phenomenal. Um, St Mirren will be buzzing after that performance and result against Hearts. Uh, they'll be absolutely in sky high. Hamilton, obviously, they're the most unpredictable team in the league, right? Very hard to predict. But yeah. I feel as though St Mirren will be booming the confidence after uh, beating Hearts 2-0. How do you feel yeah. uh, this one will go? There will be, I think I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for St. Midden 2 1. I'm going to go for a 2 1 as well, mate. 2 1 St. Midden. And then we've got the big one in the weekend Hearts versus Rangers. Hearts. What is going on at Hearts now, mate? Hearts are in a bad, bad way. They haven't scored in the last five, they haven't won in the last five. They are just. In a bad way right now, mate. They're missing some big names. And as I've said before, where are the goals going to come from? The confidence is low. They're not playing well. They got beat comfortably off St Mirren at the weekend. Now, St Mirren have been poor this season. What is going on with Hearts right now, mate? What is it's, going on? It's in turmoil of injuries, but can't blame injuries for Exactly, them, right? exactly. Like, that's what I mean. Like, they've got nothing there, right? It's, a, it's not entirely their fault, but you would think they would be able to at least put a performance in and score some goals against St Mirren who had been poor all season you know like I didn't I thought they would obviously everyone expected them to struggle right but no one expected them to be struggling this bad you know so I know the, um, but yeah I'm go, I'll go for go for St Rangers oof that's a bulging I'm going to say 
I'm going to go for a, a 2-0 Rangers win. I think a 2-0 Rangers win. But then again, mate, regardless of the circumstances, right, teams always raise a game against Rangers. And Tynecastle is always a tough place to go. So, I think it will be quite a physical game. It will be. It'll be quite a physical game. Quite a nervy game at times. But I think Rangers will have enough in the tank to get the job done. And then I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. They will, we will. Yeah, I expect the Rangers win, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... Anything else you want to add, Matty, before we wrap up? No, I think I've covered everything. Um, well done, Scotland. Well done to the teams in Europe tonight. Um, hopefully, it's good things in Scottish football going forward. Absolutely, mate. So, until next time, guys, take care and we will see you soon.